Greetings and welcome. My name is Mike Bankhead. I am your host. I am a bass player and songwriter from the Jam City, Dayton, Ohio. My guest is Ichoban. Now, you might have noticed I just had a conversation with Ichoban on this past Friday. That conversation was in Spanish. Well, on this episode, Icho and I talk in English. That's right, right here on... It's the second half of my conversation with Icho. He and his band, Jenny and the Mexicats, are coming to Dayton tomorrow, Thursday, August 25th at the Levitt. The show is 7 o'clock and free. I think you'll enjoy getting to know him. Listen to our conversation. Thank you for showing your bilingual skills and talking to me, this time in my native language. We already we already talked in your native language. Yes. <laughs> so for So... English speaking folks, if you if you want to practice your Spanish, go back and listen to Friday's uh, episode of the podcast. But this one is for you. Uh, how about you introduce yourself, uh, Senor Ban? Okay, well, I'm Icho and I play upright bass in, in Jenny and the Mexicas, and we're going to be playing at uh, Levin Pavilion in Dayton, and we're going to be there with all our energy. <laughs> and, sh- and trying to great- make a great show. <laughs> yes. And since I plan to put this podcast up on Wednesday the 24th, you will be in Dayton tomorrow, Thursday the 25th, Lebet Pavilion. So yes. before you get here, I'd like to teach you the local pronunciation oh. of our city because we don't say it the way that you would think Everybody. it should be said. Yeah. So, and in fact, tell the rest of the band. I we, will. Pronou- we pronounce it day. Glottal, glottal stop like we were English. All right. In. So Dayton, you don't Dayton. hear the T. Yeah, like, like, like if it's, it sounds really British, like Dayton. Yes, pretend, like pretend you're British, but without, without, without Jenny's accent. Yeah, Dayton. Dayton, perfect. Dayton. Now, you right. say it like that, you'll sound like one of us. I will. Yeah, I will tell, because the, the guitar player is the one that speaks the most on, on stage, so I will let him know. That happened to us a lot in... Uh, and Tucson, because everybody, like everybody say Tucson, and it's oh, Tucson. Oh, that is, that is wrong. Yeah. So, so we learn, we learn, like we, we're good at it. <laughs> so, so yeah. where are you right now? I'm in Madrid at the moment. We, we just performed like three shows here in, in Spain. And last week we were in Mexico and then there we performed three shows and next, and that's it. <laughs> we are touring all the time. That is a lot of globe trotting. Uh, are you tired tonight, or you have energy tonight? Oh, How you feeling? Good because we we arrived on mo- like two days ago uh, to Madrid, and I had time to rest, so I'm ready for next week. <laughs> That's good. Um, I, I'm jealous that you just have access to jamon that I do not have. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like like I mean. We, we, we were saying this in, in Spanish, in the Spanish part, like we were commenting about this, but you don't know Madrid, but it's a great place. Like everybody wants to go to Barcelona. Like that's and I've where been there. to go. But honestly, it's for the Barcelona is not Spain. Uh, sorry, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's kind of Catalonia, right? I mean, no, it, it is Spain, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's like, like everybody goes there and it's full of tourists and you don't get the real like the food is not that great because it's made for tourists you know what i mean like yes and, and madrid has like the best food the best restaurants the best nightlife the best museums like i don't know like we the only thing we don't have is a uh, beach 
that's it like we don't have beach but that's the only the only thing but if we would it will be so touristic that then it will become barcelona so i'm glad we don't <laughs> i don't even like beaches uh do, can, do. <laughs> can i get can i get percebes in madrid is the question what do you mean by that uh percebes la comida ah percebes ah percebes oh yeah that's yeah, yeah you can of course like Yes, I can tell you where to go, and yeah, they are great. Like well, I'm gonna have to put that Galician, on my list. There is a Galician place that they serve you like, uh, you you will. Everybody takes a picture of that. It costs like twenty euros per person, and honestly, you will get so much seafood that you you will get tired of cracking cracking things. <laughs> you never. I mean, I go there. I love seafood, and I, I eat a lot. But then. I crack so much things that after, I don't know, 20 minutes of cracking, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And you don't finish the plate. It's huge. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. So uh, for English speakers that have not been to Spain, uh, Percebes is uh, goosenecked barnacles that mm. I discovered on a trip to Spain. I had never had it before because you cannot get them in the United States. And they're just the most delicious seafood ever. And you know, I've wanted them ever since. And you know, like here in Spain uh, on Christmas is what everybody eats. So they get super expensive, like a kilogram, well, like two pounds will cost you like more than a hundred, 120 euros oh, because, wow. because everybody buys them that night. And, and because it's fresh, you cannot like, and if you put it in the fridge, it's really like, don't do that. So it's, it has to like be fresh. So it gets super expensive around Christmas day. So tell me about your band. I mean, you already did in Spanish, but let, let's tell the English okay. listeners about your band. Well, we have been around for 14 years. Um, uh, Jenny, she's British. She's a lead singer. She plays a trumpet. Then there are two Mexicans. One of them is me and Pantera, the guitar player. Uh, he plays flamenco guitar. I play bass and upright bass. And then we have a Spaniard that plays uh, cajon. Spanish percussions, like uh, Latin percussions as well. And yeah, what we have, we play world music and we fusion dramas and we sing in English and Spanish and we will make you dance a lot. <laughs> Excellent. How do you decide? Well, I guess you wouldn't probably decide because you told me that Jenny writes the songs, but I was wondering how you decide when it's time to write a new song, what language it's going to be in. We have the rule of no rules. Honestly, like we like, for instance, we got together to make new music like uh, this year. And most of the songs are like Spanglish. Like we we do one part in Spanish, one in English, whatever. Like we because we don't have a label. We are our own label. We're independent. All our every decision is made by the four of us. So we we don't care what people think the trend is, if you know what I mean. Like we don't get that advice of, oh, you should do this. Oh, that's not work, gonna work. Oh, this should work. We just do it. That's who we are. <laughs> that's awesome. You make the music you want to make. Yes, precisely. How many countries have you been to? Playing, performing. Yeah, La let's La start with that. Round was 38. Wow. Yes. And we have uh, played in every city pretty much in Spain, Mexico. And in the U.S., we have played a lot. Like, I will not say all the 50 states, but I will say 30 of them, probably. 
something like that. All right. So we both like travel. We yeah. both like food. Yes. Give me your three favorite foods from your travel that oh. are not Spanish or Mexican. So uh, we can't we can't use the countries that you that you were from. All right. So in so, places that you were not from, what are the three? That, that's it. That's easy because I, I will not use British. <laughs> oh yeah, Jenny's from, from England. That is a no, I mean, Okay, from the U.S. It depends the state, but I love uh, Texas barbecue. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Me That's too. Great. I, I love Paw Boys, honestly. Great. Nice. Nice. I love Kumba, uh, Goomba a lot. Nice. I mean, that's the thing. I can ju just mention the country and I will tell you my favorite. But I, I do love to eat. Like, like for instance, I when I went to Japan, I eat like, um, a, I don't know how to say it. In, in, wait. I mean, a seagull that they kill there, like a guy kill it next to you and you eat it. It's weird. I don't know. Like, I, a I seagull. Tried it. No, it was like a eel. Sorry. Oh, well, those are delicious. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the guy—it smells like blood because the guy is killing it next to you while you are sitting. It's weird, but I love it. So yeah, they are delicious. I love eel. Uh, what else? I uh, love—I mean, I love pho, for instance. Like in the U.S., you get really decent. Like in New York or whatever big cities, you will get decent pho from that Vietnamese food. Yeah. Thai, I love Thai. I mean, curry. I love also like when we are here in Spain or or in England, you get great curry. Uh, I love Indian curry. Uh, wow, I love everything. Like for instance, here in Spain, I go to an Argentinian, and the piece of meat you get there that is called vacío is like, like I don't know, it's huge. It's like sixteen ounces, maybe twenty, something big, and so like it costs like thirteen euros, and the piece of meat is so good. You're convincing you know, me to go to Madrid. Yeah. No, the good thing, I mean, the good thing about Madrid is that you have great restaurants worldwide. So if you go to a Vietnamese, it's going to be good. If you go to, I don't know, Korean, it's going to be good. Uh, Argentinians are great. I mean, here you have great Italians. So, I mean, I, I have tried, because I try everything. Like, for instance, in Mexico, I went to this restaurant and the sushi had scorpion on top, like scorpions on top of it. And I love it. I have it. It was great. Crunchy? So, I'm going to guess. What's a crunchy? Crunchy, yeah. But I mean, at the end, if you compare insects to what we eat seafood-wise, it's similar. I mean, yeah. pretty much it's the same thing, but uh, sea. <laughs> seafood instead of land food. You know what I mean? But, but I love insects. For instance, in Mexico, my favorite thing to eat is like... Uh, like ant eggs, oh, those are great. Oh, I've never had those. Oh, if you I go... have had chapulines. Yeah, but chapulines is, oh, I mean, it's not. If you go to Mexico, you're going to be like, oh, and you're going to make that picture for your Instagram and all that. But ant eggs are, are like, you just get them in uh, rain season mostly. And, uh, and and around Mexico City, Pachuca, all that are like around Mexico City, and Escamoles is the real the name of that. Um, and that tastes like so good. Like if you eat that on a quesadilla, but they're kind of expensive, but it's worth it. It's like awesome. So, I would assume it's kind of like caviar, but land caviar, right? Yeah, is that kind of? Yeah, of course. I mean, it tastes like butter ca caviar. <laughs> it's weird, but well, it, it's magical. <laughs> 
I, I think I would eat that. Yeah, totally. If, I mean, if you like, if you like a weird food, that's, that's the best one you will get. I mean, the scorpion was fun. Nice picture for the Instagram video for TikTok, whatever. But I mean, and I like insects a lot. Like I can eat a whole bag of, I can eat a pound of chapulines, no problem. But well, you are from Mexico. So that does kind of make sense. Yeah, but I mean, everywhere I go, I just try it all. Like here in Spain, it's really common to eat a lot of uh, weird things, like bull e eggs, you know what I mean? <laughs> bull balls, to make it clear. <laughs> In 2018, you all played Tiny Desk. Can you tell yeah. us about that experience? Yeah, it was great. It was, uh, it's, it's really weird because, I mean, it's usually like early, like it's like at noon. And for a musician, that's too early. Especially for a singer, like if you have to sing at 12 p.m., uh, it's tough because you need like it's better to sing later during the day because that warm your voice, like you're talking and and swallowing and drinking water, whatever. But I don't know. But I mean, we had to be so early because I mean the show was at 12, so we had to be there like at nine or something like that, and. So we arrived the day before to Washington, D.C., and then we wake up for that. You do like a tiny sound check. But the problem is that there is no like monitor, so you cannot hear yourself at all. Mm. Like in the tiny desk, I play upright bass and I, I usually tune by ear. Like that's how I tune. And I couldn't listen to myself. So I have to put dots in my fret with a with a like with a sharpie to know where the notes were so the whole tiny desk i'm looking at the dots you can see like now you know that oh you now know. i'm gonna rewatch it <laughs> yeah and you're gonna see me looking the dots like i'm like what note i have to play because i couldn't listen to anything like it's really hard because we are really percutive that, that's why all the bands go there and do it really acoustically and they don't bring like drummers like bringing drummers is risky because that's all you hear like for instance we were we were at soundcheck and we couldn't hear jenny at all and she couldn't hear herself but the mics are getting her voice perfectly because they are really well thought think you know like they think it right they, they do it really well the guy that does the sound is great he's amazing but jenny can as same as me she needs to tune with with her ear and she couldn't she was like please guys play like the the really low like the volume has to be really low low and and even the the, the producer came and told us hey guys you're playing too loud and we we're like i mean it's really difficult to play i mean every in my band like the, the main percussionist is playing the cajon with his hands and still it was too loud so it's a weird experience uh i guess you have to be unless you go with a guitarist uh or something like really slim, you have to be a good musician to be able to perform it and feel comfortable with it. You have to be experienced, I guess, because you have to be experienced playing in weird places with bad sound. I don't know, it's weird, but it's lovely. I mean, they bring they they bring like uh, some crowd and the crowd doesn't know what they are gonna see. So the whole is like in a, a, I mean, you see the tiny desk, but then it's like a huge NPR office with a lot of people working. So they do it on their break, food break, I guess, or their lunch break. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, uh, you have crowd, they don't know you. And honestly, they cannot hear well the voice because there is not nothing there but the live voice. So it's it's just a weird experience. But then when it's out and and you do it right, it's really good for your career. <laughs> honestly, it sounds great. So I guess it's more structured around getting the recording than the live experience. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, it sounds great, but. But I mean, we finished it and we we're like, oh, it's going to sound shit. And the guy was like, no, it sounds good. Like, trust me, I do it every week. I have seen, I have doing it from the beginning and you are sounding tight and good. So he kind of like say, hey, guys, don't worry. And then we performed that day in Washington and he came to the gig. So that was a good sign. I was like, oh, he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so the sound man and the producer and a lot of the people of NPR came to our gig at night. And that was a good sign that they actually like what we do. <laughs> uh, where'd you play that night? I'm just going to guess the 930 Club, because that's a cool yeah, place to see a show. I was yeah. like, I was like, uh, I don't remember. It has a number on it. So you say oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there I, you go. There that's a good that. place to see a show. I don't live in Washington, D.C., but I've been to a show there. It's uh, pretty famous. Yeah. I mean, usually, I think when we go to Washington, we do like, uh, you know, like there is like these binaries. Uh, there is like these, I don't, I don't know, like there are like these binaries around the US and they do shows, live shows, and they sell wine and fancy people sit down, really fancy and fancy food. And it's like a place that can hold up to 300, 250 people and everybody's eating and having wine. It's weird, but it's cool. I mean, it's, it's different. I don't, I don't remember the name of the binary. It's something binary. I mean, I haven't been in, obviously, three years because of the pandemic. But we have been in the one in Nashville. We have been in the one in D.C. We have been uh, one in Denver, I think. I don't even remember well. Sorry. We I'm trying to imagine. Like, you guys seem like you bring way too much energy for a bunch of people dressed real nice and sipping wine. We know, I mean, uh, as I was telling you, uh, I don't know if I told you this in Spanish, but we always read the room really well because we do play in English, we do play in Spanish, we have ballads, but we have dancey, dancey, dancey. And, and obviously for us, it's good that we start slow, we start mellow, and then boom, suddenly we go up and we make everybody stand up. So we love when people are sitting down, we're like, oh, that's it. We're going to make them stand up and dance. <laughs> and that's cool. That's a good experience. I mean, even the, the guitarists of the band will go down with people and grab them like a conga, you know, like if it was like the mask with Jim Carrey making all the police squad, dun, 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 uh, you know what I mean? Yes. We do that, like, like we will, if there is people sitting down, we will go grab one and we will make them all dance like if it was a wedding, like a Mexican wedding. I don't know. We love to do all those kind of things. Like we do crazy things <laughs> like that. I hope you do that in my town. That would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, the guitar, I mean, yeah, we will. Obviously, we, we will love it. Too. So each of I'm going to ask you another weird question, but different than the weird one I asked you in Spanish. Yeah, that was good. Eh? <laughs> what did your childhood smell like? Oh, well, this is going to be a really weird answer, but I struggled a lot when I was a kid 
with uh, sin sinus sinusitis. I don't know. I don't know how to say it in English. Sinusitis. Uh, sinusitis. Sinusitis. Okay, I struggled that bad that because I didn't know I was allergic to lead. You know, like lead, uh, lead, and all the all the petrol, all the gas back in the eighties had lead on it. So yeah, I was I struggled a lot the first seven years of my life until they stopped banning gas gasoline with lead. Uh, and and the thing is that I couldn't smell anything till that's, age seven. I I almost that's terrible. Like, yeah, because you know, like I, I the other day I went and make a checkup of my ears and and then the the otorino girl was like, hey, you have a really big scar in your in your team team. How do you say tympano in your uh like drum. eardrum eardrum, eardrum. yeah eardrum. You have a really big scar, like you almost blew it all completely like you almost lost your right ear what happened i was like i don't remember let me ask my mom and my mom was like yeah you almost lost your ear out of sinusitis but then we moved to like my mom took me to cancun and i moved to cancun and that helped a lot like beach and it when I, back in the 90s 91 92 cancun was like a tiny town and there was no hotels it was like really cute place and and that saved probably my ear that move <laughs> not that many cars going i guess back then wow so yeah my childhood didn't smell at all <laughs> which also you know the when we eat then the smell is the most really? important part so that would also kind of ruin food too a little bit I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess like it's true because back then I did I was a typical horrible child that didn't eat anything. And obviously it's because I couldn't smell. So and then because my older brother was like into food, I was like, oh, I want to be like him, you know, when you're in that age. And I started eating things, but it took a while. I mean, probably my parents struggled a lot to trying to feed me when I was up to age eight, probably. But it's a good thing that the uh, that your ears ended up being okay, because given your current yeah. profession, right? No, of course I couldn't. I mean, and yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I remember because my dad is a pilot, so I used to travel a lot, and I suffer. I remember suffering. Oh, you yeah. know, so much. Like I do remember that, and it was. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's a cool story, I guess. That's why I'm a musician, maybe because I, I struggle that much. <laughs> you never know, you know. We like, I, as I told you before, I like struggle. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it just makes you stronger. Yeah, yeah, of course. So after you come see us in Dayton next week, what's the rest of your uh, what's the rest of your summer look like? Well, we we play the next day uh, in Chicago, and then then Minnesota Fair two days straight. So that weekend is going to be day in, you see? Oh, I'm Nicely thinking. done. Day in. And then we're playing Chicago, and then we're playing Minnesota Fair in Sao Paulo, at Sao Paulo twice. And then we're going to Texas. We're going to Austin. We're going to uh, San Antonio. And then we are going back to Mexico. We have gigs like 15 de septiembre. That, I mean, Americans always think that our holiday is Cinco de Mayo, and that's no, not. 15 de septiembre is Independence Day. Yeah. Uh, so Cinco de Mayo is an American thing. We don't even celebrate it. <laughs> that's Batalla, crazy. Batalla de Puebla. 
Yeah, but I mean, honestly, nobody, it's not even a holiday. Like, it's not even a bank holiday that day. Like, we don't care about it. <laughs> it's more like Americans, because a lot of, of, of Mexicans that went to, to, to Mexico, to the U.S. at the beginning, probably they were from Puebla. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, nobody cares about La Batalla de Puebla because then we lost it all two days later. It's really, I don't know. It's, it, I mean, the French came. And they, they, we, we beat them one day. The next day, they sent more people, and and one month later, we became French for two years. So France, we became part of France for two years. So that Batalla de Puebla is not a good holiday. <laughs> Nobody, well, in the U.S., you sell a lot of, of the, I guess, a lot of uh, guacamole. I guess I don't know. <laughs> uh, lots of tequila. Um, yeah, tequila. Well. Our uh, our big holiday is 15 September, 15 of September. That's when they put the really really big flat at, at the Zocalo, right? Yeah, that's that's where, what what we celebrate the most as Mexicans. Uh, you said that you were born in the DF, right? I was born in DF. Yeah. Do you speak Nahuatl? No, not at all. I wish. I mean, that's one of the things that. Going back to to that is like instead. I mean, we don't embrace that. We should embrace that. That's. I mean, what I what I think because I'm half. I mean, I, I have both passports. I'm half Mexican, half Spanish. My my granddad, all my family, upward, my granddad are Spanish, and I I have been in. I have come to Spain since I'm like two, three years. All my life, no. For me, it's home as well. Madrid is home, and I think Mexico is a great combination of what was there. I mean, I think that Mexico is a great combination of 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 both i don't know i mean it's great it's a nation born i mean it's like the u.s imagine the u.s still live thinking oh the british people came and took blah 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 blah. you know what i mean like that's what we do and i don't know i disagree <laughs> i like when i think about mexico first of yeah. all my favorite my favorite food from mexico are uh, tamales tamales well because People have been making those for like 5,000 years. Yeah. You eat a tamal, you're eating history. Yeah, of course. I mean, see, totally. And the rest of the world really should, everybody should send a thank you letter to Mexico for for tomatoes and avocados and and chocolate and vanilla. Of course, vanilla as well, and tobacco. So like, think about what, this is something I think about a lot. Since you know, I, I like food. Yeah. What was Italian food like before tomatoes? Because those are from Mexico. So there was a I for have, a long I have time had, they didn't have it. Yeah, I have had that 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 thought. I mean, in general, I think uh the best moment for food is now. Yes. Because we have the technology and the knowledge, and globalization is making a making us a favor to be able to mix more. You know what I mean? Like probably back in i don't know like medieval times food was more mostly i need to feed myself and not die so i don't think there were people thinking oh i'm gonna make this recipe better it was more i have to make more food to 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 make more people to survive so i guess food was really bad and tasteless uh a lot of potato probably things like that but with without sauce without flavor and now we we eat because we like it and i think that's 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 improving in general food everywhere i mean in the u.s like 
you you guys have great restaurants you have great foods and and it's i mean i love to go to the us and i always try great things great things so it's not all about italy or peru or mexico or 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 japan i think these days it's really easy to make good food if you know how and you can access the ingredients yes yeah that- but i mean youtube and yeah, decent, and you can access these days. It's really easy to access ingredients in general, especially in a country like the U.S. I mean, it's more expensive, but if you're gonna treat yourself with a great meal, I mean, if you cook it, it's gonna be cheaper. Even if you get go and buy it in, I don't know, Whole Whole Foods, that is really expensive. It's gonna be cheaper than going to a restaurant. So yep, I th- always these days, it's. I mean, if you don't eat good food, it's because you are not interested in food. Period. And that's one of the things I like about travel because every time more than one culture comes together yeah. and their food traditions blend, something delicious yeah. always comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, traveling, I, that's the key. I mean, these days, the same thing. Like, if you haven't get out of your state or your city or maybe more than 1,000 miles, it's because you don't like to travel. Like, period. I mean, it's so easy to travel these days and you learn so much. I mean, I wish everybody travel because it shows you that you are not that special, that you are part of something bigger than yourself, I think. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. There's there's something nice about traveling 10,000 miles and having a beer with someone that you can't talk to because they speak a different language. Yeah. But the beer is still cold and delicious, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, and, and also also going back to the U.S., you can experience that even in some, in a places like San Francisco. If you go to Chinatown, uh, I have done, I have, that had happened to me. Like we were on tour last, last month in San Francisco and we, the only place wa- that was open at 2 a.m. was a Chinese place. And honestly, the, there was not an English menu and nobody could speak English. And we tried to explain to China, to someone Chinese, hey, we're hungry, give us something good. And they brought great things. And that was a great experience. You know what I mean? Like that experience is something I'm talking right now about. It's not just another meal to go to bed. You know what I mean? Yep. That's awesome. I wish I was in town when you were here because I, I think we would have, I think we yeah. have fun sitting down and drinking I, and I think talking. You and me have a lot of in common. We I do. Think. We play bass. Let's start from the most common thing that is great. Yes, we uh, bass players should unite because we we should take over the world someday. As I said in Spanish, in a band, we're the ones that drive the bus. Yeah, but you know what? Part of our personality is to support people. This is true. (laughs) So then you will make others conquer the world, and that's what we do. (laughs) This is true. I, I I remember when I first started learning, and I thought, wow, I, I literally picked the instrument that is designed not to be a solo instrument. Yeah. Yeah, but for instance, if you play jazz, you are soloing the whole time. Like, this is true. I do, I do not play jazz. I'm not that good. But, but but I mean, just, just I mean, even if you go to a jam, no, like, um, and, and you agree on, 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 on chords, no, you say, okay, let's do a blues. Let's say a blues, no, one, four, five, one, whatever. No? And 
everybody's playing the chords, the piano, whatever, but you are making up a baseline on top of notes. Like you're not playing chords. You're the only one that are you, you're using the whole spectrum yep. of notes in the chord. And that's pretty much soloing. That's, I mean, that's what, I mean, usually as a bass player, you do one, three, five, most of the time, seven, and then you start adding colors and flavors with six and, and seconds and fours or whatever. But that's when, when everybody say, oh, the guitar solo is now, here is a guitar solo and he's doing precisely that, but nobody's putting attention that the bass, do it, the bass player has done it the whole time. <laughs> that is so, so true. Yeah, like they, they go and play a pentatonic and you're playing a pentatonic the whole time. <laughs> Listen to rock and roll. That's a bass pentatonic the whole time. <laughs> and, the, and the guitar and the piano are playing one chord. You know, like you are soloing over, over the whole chord. Where can I send people to find Jenny and the Mexicats on the internet? Yeah, well, because we have, we talk about it, I recommend that go. But we did it in Spanish, so I got yeah, to repeat but I mean, in English is where we talk about the tiny desk. That's what I'm trying to say. Yep. Uh, go and check our tiny desk, just YouTube, Jenny and the Mexicats, like meow, like cats. Jenny and the Mexicats, tiny desk. But then if you want to look more of us, you can find us anywhere. Like even the next, if you go to YouTube, and put Jenny and the Mexicats, Google Jenny and the Mexicats, or whatever social media you use, prefer TikTok, whatever, we're, we will be there. Excellent. And when you go watch the Tiny Desk, uh, Icho is the very handsome fella standing in the back with the very large instrument. Yeah, that sounds that that sound like a joke. Uh, that's what she said. No, that kind of joke. I don't know. I I, I was thinking <laughs> the, the office mic. Yes, Michael. but literally, you are playing a very that's, large. Yeah, instrument. true. If you see the image, then it's true. <laughs> uh, and and as a reminder, uh, Icho and the rest of his band, Jenny and the Mexicats, will be here in Dayton, Ohio, tomorrow night, seven o'clock at Levitt. It's free. Just come down and enjoy some energetic, I will, happy music. I mean, I promise we will make you dance, even if you think. I mean, I used to to date a Finnish girl, and she, when she listened to my music, she's like, oh, I didn't know I have hips and I can move them. <laughs> so if you don't know how to dance, don't worry. This is not a dance floor competition. This is just come and move your hips and enjoy it. Yes. Uh, thank you once again, Icho, for joining me. I, again, I know you're busy, so thank you for taking the time to talk to me in two languages. And great. I wish you safe travels. Thank you very much. And great that you speak Spanish. He speaks actually good Spanish, everyone. <laughs> you're, you're very nice. <laughs> no, but you do. I mean, I, can totally, I could totally understand you and it's, I, it, it, you make perfect sense. So well done. Thank you once again to Ichoban from Jenny and the Mexicats for taking the time to talk to me. Hey, if you live in the Dayton area, go see this band tomorrow night, 7 o'clock p.m., Levitt Pavilion downtown. It's free. They will make you dance. They will make you laugh. It'll be a good time. I'm out of town. I wish I could be there. But why don't you go catch the show for me? The next episode this coming Friday, I'll be talking to Brandon Simler from Austin, Texas. Come on back and listen. Thanks.